What is going on, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Pinnacle Podcast. I uh, hope you guys have enjoyed the previous episodes. If you've listened to them, I appreciate it. If this is your first one, hope you enjoy this one because this one might be um, one of the most impactful ones that I've made so far, I guess. One that um, can can make you a lot of money if done correctly and at the right time. So I'm excited. Hope you guys are excited. Let's get right into it. Today I want to I want to kind of cover two things. I want to talk about um, I want to I want to talk about you know my biggest thing. I'm sure for everybody that's listening is mindset, attitude, things like that. So I want to talk about that first, and then I'm going to go into videotaping repairs, which is a huge thing, and I've been seeing a ton of people that I don't know they may know about this trick, they may not, but they're kind of talking about issues that could be solved with that. So I want to get right into it. First off, on the whole mindset and attitude thing, recently I've been seeing a lot of people just, you know, complaining about certain insurance companies or their processes or, you know, things that they think they're making them do that may not be fair or things like that. And although all those things may be valid and they may be true and yes, it's annoying and it's a pain in the ass a lot of times, at the end of the day, you got to get over it. And here, you know, all of us here, my team, everybody, I, I feel like we're problem solvers. It's why we're good at what we do. And I, I don't know. I just, I'm the type of person like come with me with your problems one time. And then after that, we better be talking about solutions or else I'm, I'm not trying to hear about it anymore. I'm not, I'm not trying to talk to you four times about a problem. I would rather talk about a problem once and then talk a hundred times about different solutions for it. So um, with that being said, I would just encourage you all to accept that the game is what it is and just learn to get good at the game and, and learn the rules and learn the tricks and, and learn how to get around certain things and, and play the game and make money while you do it. So, um, you know, complaining about it doesn't get you anywhere. We can bitch and moan and complain about shit all day long, it's not going to change anything. It's not going to get anybody any further along than where they're at now. It's not going to make you any more money. It's really just going to honestly put you in a worse headspace because you're just thinking those negative thoughts and getting frustrated about it. And the more you think about it, the more it, it does get frustrating. So I would just really encourage you to just accept that it is what it is and that, you know, you need to figure out ways around it. And once you do that and you know, like, hey, this is probably going to happen, but this is how I'm going to get around it. I promise you, your life will get a lot easier in this insurance game because it's always going to be, there's always going to be headaches. There's always going to be roadblocks, but follow us. We'll teach you how to get around them. Um, if there's a way, we probably already know it or we'll figure it out. Um, so with that being said, just you know, if you're getting if you're getting insurance companies that are that are that should be totaling roofs that are, you know, writing up repairs or getting insurance companies, you know, like Allstate is notorious for it and whatever. I mean, and yes, fuck Allstate. They're they're annoying and they make you do a lot of extra work, but at the end of the day, it's part of the job and we just have to get over it. So, um Last point on that is let's let's get around the complaining mindset. Let's get around the, you know, 
I hate this about this and can you believe this and blah, blah, blah. We all experience it. Let's, you know, share stories that happen to you and then let's ask questions. How do I get around this? How, how do I do this? How, you know, when, when an adjuster tells me this, is this true or how do I get around that? Ask questions. There's a lot of people out there that when you ask questions, they're going to give you nasty answers or they're going to, you know, tell you that you should already know that or act like it's obvious or whatever, but fuck those people. If they're not helping you just ignore them and there's people out there that'll definitely help you. So just, you know, post your stories, post your your issues that you're having and then ask for help on ways around them. And I promise you there's people out there. There's a ton of extremely smart people in this industry. There's a ton of people that are willing to help. There's a ton of people that know their way and know how to get around certain things that are more than willing to help. So listen to those people, ignore the people that are being negative and nasty and learn as much as you can. And at the end of the day, that's all you can do. So with that being said, I want to talk about, something that, like I said, a lot of people probably already know. And if a lot of people may not know, but they may just not know how to use it or exactly how to do it or what to talk about. So that's kind of what I want to help with today. So this is a big one and it is repair videos. So, and you can do this as a one man job, but it will really help you if you have two people, just because you want one person performing the the simulated repair and you want one person videotaping the repair. So um, if you have to do it by yourself, you don't have somebody that can help you, you can do it by yourself. But like I said, it'll be a lot easier if you have two people. But anyway, basically what you want to do is if you say you just met with an adjuster, they wrote up a repair, you know, um, and they're saying this roof can be repairable and you know for a fact it cannot be repairable. It's a 30-year-old three-tab that's just brittle and worn out, and you know that you're not gonna be able to properly repair this roof. And that's the thing, properly repair. So when we're talking about repairs, and especially in the insurance world, can we repair a lot of these jobs that they're writing repairs on that we that we want full replacements on, or even that they're they're approving full replacements that they could write a repair. Is it possible? Yeah, it's possible. But is it possible to do it properly? A lot of times, no. Um, because, you know, I think uh, insurance companies and adjusters, a lot of times they're just thinking about shingles. Well, guess what? There's a lot more that goes into a roofing system than just shingles. And a roof is a system. And if you want to do a roof properly, then the entire system needs to be installed properly and all of the parts of the system are made to work together. So if you leave out one part, that system is already compromised by leaving out one thing. You know, if you leave out drip edge, then the system is not complete. Now, will the roof last without drip edge? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. It depends. I've seen 30 year old roofs with no drip edge and I've seen five year old roofs with no drip edge that are destroyed. It really just depends. But either way, nonetheless, the argument is, isn't, will it last? It's, you know, we're doing this work. We're the professionals. We need to do it properly and make sure that the system is put on properly, that the integrity is kept and that it's not compromised. And so that's the big thing. And that's kind of the point that you're trying to make with these repair videos and the point that you're trying to get across to these adjusters. So it's not just shingles. It's multiple components that are made to work together. And honestly, most of these components are not made to be reused. They're not made to be repaired. They're made to be put on, sit there for 
15, 20 years and then be fully replaced. You know, um, a, an asphalt shingle wasn't meant to be a, it's not slate roofing. It's not meant to be there for 80 years. You know, it, it's just not, there's not an asphalt shingle out there that's going to last that long. So, um, but nonetheless, either way. So that's the point you're trying to make is can the, the repairs be made properly without compromising the integrity of the roofing system? And that is a very key phrase right there, compromising the integrity of the roofing system, because an insurance company cannot tell you to do something or advise you to do something that is going to compromise the integrity of the system because they are not holding the warranty. They're not going to warrant your work ever. They're not going to ever suggest um, any type of product to you because they do not want to hold that liability and they, they don't hold that liability. You do. So therefore it is your job to educate yourself on the products, on the system and, and install a system that is made properly and, um, that you can warrant and you know, is going to hold up. Because obviously if you are doing something and, and you're thinking in your head, Hey, this might not last you're probably not going to want to warrant it because it's just going to cost you a bunch of money. You're going to have to go back out there and fix things constantly. And next thing you know, you're going to be in the red on this job because of what? Because the insurance company told you to repair a 30 year old three tab doesn't work that way. So these videos are going to be crucial. And so what you need to do, and like I said, you can do it by yourself or with another person. I recommend trying to get another person, but you can do it by yourself. Um, and you're going to go out and you're going to do a simulated repair. So if, you know, they told you repair these 10 shingles, yada, 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 you know, go to one or two of the places where the shingles are, uh, where they're telling you to do this repair, get the shingle that's on the roof, um, and do a simulated repair. So do, act as if you are actually sending your service department out there or your cruise or however you run your business to do your repair and um, do the repair, but on video. And when you're on video, you're going to explain every single step of the way, what's happening, what you're doing, why you're doing it and why it's necessary that you do it, why um, you're saying the things that you're saying, why you're taking the video to explain to them, Hey, I know you're saying that this is repairable, but it simply isn't. And so what that means is when you start to do the repair, when you start to break the seal of the shingles around the repair to, you know, get those lifted ups, get your other shingle in there and everything, you're going to explain exactly why you're doing that, what's happening as you're doing that. So, you know, if you're trying to break the seal and you're getting mat transfer, um, that's another damaged shingle. So that's consequential damage to the repair. You know, you don't have a choice. You can't repair a shingle if the shingles around it are, are still sealed because you have to be able to get the shingle up underneath the existing ones. So you have to unseal the surrounding ones. You have to be able to ply the or bend the shingle above it up to get it under there and nail your new shingle down and everything. And so as you're doing that, say you're getting mat transfer, say you're getting some delamination um, as you're trying to pry it up to slide another shingle in there you're going to video that in, in real time and you're going to show that, you know, and I highly suggest when you're doing this, you be extremely cautious and careful. Don't just start like ripping shingles up because then it's going to be, it's going to, even though, even if you're not, it's going to seem as if maybe you're just damaging them on purpose, go slow, do it slower than you would do an actual repair. 
um, show it honestly, say, you know, look, I'm taking my time out here. I'm, I'm being very careful um, and doing the best I can to not damage these shingles in the process. Because if you're going extremely slow, if you're being extremely careful and those shingles are getting damaged, then, I mean, that's say, that's really speaking on the repairability of the roof. Um, and so, and like I said, as you're doing that, if like you got to explain exactly what's going on and show exactly what's going on in real time. So, like I said, that delamination, if you're getting any sort of creasing, if you're getting any sort of tears, any sort of mat transfer, all those things, they're going to see it on camera in the video live as it's happening. Or I guess not really live, but you know, they're going to watch the video and see it as it happens and see, you know, that as you're being gentle, as you're just breaking the seal, because that'll happen a lot of times. You'll, a lot of times just using a flat bar to break the seal of a shingle is going to cause mat transfer. You're going to, it's going to expose the fibers in the fiberglass. That right there is damage. Mat transfer is damage. Exposed fiberglass from mat transfer is damage. That shingle is no longer usable. It's compromised. You know, and they can't suggest or tell you to use use a compromised product. Um, so then, boom, now you have to repair that shingle. So take that shingle out, act as if you're going to repair that shingle too. And as you're doing that, just kind of explain, you know, even if it's just one shingle in an area, explain that now maybe you have three or four surrounding shingles that are damaged that need to be replaced too. And maybe you need to show trying to repair two or three of those. And then if you're getting more damage trying to repair those, you show that as well. And that's what's going to happen. It's going to be a domino effect. And that's where these videos are so crucial is because it really brings to light the domino effect of consequential damage that happens on these repairs that compromises the integrity of a roofing system. If you do a repair and you've got shingles around the repair that are creased, yes, you can absolutely use Karnak or some other type of um, adhesive like that to seal those shingles back down. But guess what? They're creased and they're still damaged. Even though they're sealed back down, they're still damaged. The granules on the shingles were made to be a protectant of the asphalt and fiberglass matting and a crease when you see a crease, it means that granules are missing from there. And once the granules are missing, it's damaged. That fiberglass and asphalt matting is going to be exposed. Now the um, life of the product is significantly lowered and that shingle is not going to last nearly as long and especially next to the brand new shingles. So you're just going to be back out there in probably a year or two, if not sooner to repair those shingles. So, you're going to see that and it and the more videos you start to take and the more you really start to pay attention to these repairs and what's happening when you're performing these repairs the more you're going to see that it is a domino effect now sometimes you can there there are some repairs depending and it really depends on the age of the roof too like i said most of the time when we're doing this we're doing it on older roofs that are obviously more brittle the repairability is just not there. If you're doing it on a one-year-old roof, it's probably repairable and you're probably not going to be in the situation anyway. Um, unless, you know, it's just unfortunate that they just got a new roof and then you just got a big hailstorm or something like that. That's different. But most of the time you're going to be doing this on an older roof where the shingles are more brittle. The shingles have, you know, been sealed a lot longer. Cause that's the thing too. Once these shingles are sealed, the longer they're sealed, the stronger that bond gets. And then once you try and break these seals, it's, I mean, breaking the seal 
90% of the time on an older roof is going to damage the shingle. Um, but so back on the point of the video, as you're videoing this, you want, and, and this is where it really helps to have a second person videoing because they can see they can watch the video as they're recording it and they can get the right angles that are showing the damage and everything else. It's really hard if you're doing it by yourself. Um, like I said, it is possible, but it's important to try and have two because they can move around, get multiple angles as you're performing this repair, zoom in on certain parts of damage that you may not be able to, if you're um, doing it by yourself. And that is really going to, I mean, it, it really is kind of, just a, a case closed situation on repairability in in a live video of showing and if it's obvious that you're not doing something intentionally it's just happening when you're honestly trying to report, perform a repair then you know you're there's nothing that can be done it, it needs to be paid for and I mean a hundred percent of the time that we that we take a video it, it gets bought um, because just knowing that argument of, and and it's so important too. Uh, I, I want everyone to realize that the compromising the integrity of the roofing system is such an important phrase and such an important way to talk about repairs and talk about um, things like that because that is the whole kicker. The whole kicker to this is that the insurance company is not going to hold any liability to any work being done on the property. That is up to you. You are the one that's you are the one that is holding the liability of the work that you are doing and therefore you need to do your due diligence to ensure that the work that you are doing is able to be warranted. Um, and that you feel good about it and you feel good about warranting it because if you don't, if you know that there's issues, then there probably is going to be issues down the road and it's going to cost you a lot of money. So, and like I said, an insurance company cannot blatantly just tell you to do something that you are saying is compromised. And now you can't just say something is compromising the integrity of the roofing system and then just be like, Oh, okay. Like that's not how it works. It has to be legit. You have to be able to prove it. And through the video, the videos will prove it. I, I promise you that. If you are on a non-repairable roof and you are videoing a repair, the video will prove that it is non-repairable. And at that point, you're kind of holding their hand to the fire saying, hey, you know, you're asking us to do some unethical stuff now. And if it's to a point, you know, you don't want to come out of the gate calling somebody unethical or saying that they're trying some unethical stuff. But, you know, if they're being difficult, if they're holding your feet to the fire, then there's nothing wrong with pointing out that, hey, to, at this point, telling us to do this is unethical. Because if you are compromising the integrity of the roofing system and they're telling you to do that, that is unethical, especially if from coming from a professional, a professional is telling you, hey, this is not going to work. This is this is messed up. Then at that point, it is unethical. I mean, you know, you're you're knowingly doing something that is is not correct and i mean really that uh, that's what ethics are i guess but um just the the importance and the significance of of the video is so important you can and a lot of people try to do it with pictures you can do it with pictures you might have to um be a little bit you 
a little bit more detailed in, in how you do the pictures and how you word things and and it may be a little bit more difficult but a video is pretty much a case closed scenario like if somebody watches a 45 minute video of a repair and you are just tearing up three shingles for every shingle that you're trying to repair and even more i mean sometimes you know we're trying to repair a shingle and we're tearing up eight shingles uh per shingle that we're trying to repair and it just completely dominoes and it's just an exponential effect that um and it's just a case close scenario of hey this roof is not repairable if you are damaging more shingles than you're repairing during a repair that roof is not repairable and it is not ethical to just say oh seal it back down or anything else when a crease in the shingle a tear in the shingle delamination of the shingle all of these things are damaged those are considered damaged shingles mat transfer you know exposed fiberglass granular loss all of that is damage that is the shingle is built to have all of those components. The shingle is built to have layers, the the asphalt, the fiberglass, the granules, the um, laminate, all of that. It is made at, with a purpose. It's all there on purpose. They didn't just throw shit in there and say, hopefully this works. They came up with a way that works. And as soon as you start to damage that or you know you start to crease that or you start to tear that it's compromised it's no longer a product that should be on the roof you know you it's compromising the integrity of the entire system and it needs to be replaced and that is what you need to be and like i said these videos a lot of times are going to be about 45 minutes long um even though a lot of times you'll, you'll see a lot of damage before that, but just you want to go into full detail, full explanation in the video of every step of the way, exactly why you're doing things, showing it. And like I said, you're also going to go slower than a typical repair. You're not, you don't want to just get up there and you can explain that too. You can explain, Hey, you know, if a service department comes out here, if a roofing crew comes out here and tries to perform these repairs, they're on a time crunch. They more than likely have other places to be, especially if it's a service department, they have multiple repairs or, you know, um, appointments a day. They don't have three hours to spend on a five shingle repair. Um, and they're not going to work as carefully and explain that, but still you want to work a lot more carefully and slowly in the video just to show, Hey, if I'm going this slow, if I'm being this careful, in this repair and it's still g getting this much damage imagine if the job was being done by a, a or a service department that was on a time crunch and they weren't being as careful it's going to and that the insurance company can't hold that against you they can't hold you know they can't expect your service department to be out there for five hours because there's expect they're definitely not going to pay you for that more than likely they're, they might if it's like a five shingle repair they might pay you for like one roofing hour or two maybe they're not going to overly pay, you know, roofing hours for small repairs. So if they're not going to pay you to do it and it's something that they legitimately owe for, then they can't hold that against you. So, but nonetheless, you still want to go slow and take your time in the repair just to show honesty, integrity, and 
the fact that it is a legitimately a non-repairable roof. And, you know, with that being said, if you're doing this, it needs to be a non-repairable roof. You don't just get up on a repairable roof or something like that and take the video and damage shingles and do whatever, because then at that point you're being unethical and it's just not right. So you can't, you can't hold an insurance company to a standard that you're not going to hold yourself to. And I think that is another huge issue in this industry is a lot of people want to hold the insurance companies to a higher standard than they want to hold themselves. If we're going to hold an insurance company to a standard, we need to hold ourselves to that same standard. So if you're going to expect an insurance company to be truthful and to be ethical, then you need to do the same. And that goes for everything that you do, not just that one claim or that one instance that goes for across the board. And even if an insurance company is acting unethical or an adjuster is acting unethical or untruthful, that doesn't mean that you automatically get to. You still hold yourself to the standard that you want other people to be at. And that's the standard that you stay at. So, um, and do yourself a favor and always do that. Adjusters will recognize when you're an honest person, they'll recognize when you're an ethical person and they will recognize that you are, you know, that type of person and they're going to appreciate that. And they're going to give you a lot less trouble in the long run. Now, if it's a cat adjuster or something like that, you may never see them again. They may not care, but these local guys, I promise you the local guys know the big companies. They know the companies that they see the most often. They know the salesmen that they see the most often. They know the liars and they know the ones that tell the truth. They know the ones that are ethical. And I promise you, they will give the ones that are truthful and ethical a lot easier of a time than the ones that they know are liars or unethical people. And they appreciate it because it helps them do their job easier. And I've talked about that before, so I won't go on a long tangent about that. But it's the truth and fucking do it. I mean, just be truthful and be ethical and it'll take you a lot longer way than being unethical and lying about stuff. So yeah, like I said, I'll get off that tangent now. So anyway, back on these videos. So then once you do the video, um, I suggest just, you know, most people probably use YouTube and probably have a YouTube account. If not, just make an account. It doesn't have to be anything special. You don't have to doll it up and make it look good. You don't even have to have a profile picture. It really doesn't matter because what you're going to do with the video is you're just going to upload the video to YouTube as unlisted. So basically what that means is nobody can see the video doesn't exist basically unless you send somebody the direct link. And then that way you can just send that link to the adjuster and then you all are the only ones that can see it. And that's the easiest way to share these videos because, you know, a 45 minute long video is going to be too long to email. It's going to be too long to text. It's going to there. I mean, you could save it to like Dropbox or Google drive, something like that, and then share the file that way. Um, which I guess would be the same, but what we've found is YouTube is the easiest, just upload it and list it as unlisted and nobody else can see it besides you. So, um, that is going to really like if you're struggling with these repairs, if you're struggling with, um, you know, adjusters just writing repairs for you and you don't know how to get around them and you know that 
it's a hassle and you're fighting them and fighting them and you've tried to supplement with just pictures or, you know, codes or match laws or whatever else and it's just not working, the video is the key. I promise. The video is the key. And it's a it's something that I I I can't express how much that it needs to be used honestly. Um because you could you could really ruin your reputation and others if you're trying to use it to get things bought that don't deserve to be bought but if you're using it honestly it's the key it's going to make you get a get right over that roadblock very easily it's going to be so cut and dry and you're going to be able to see it in the video and um here when the weather gets better you know we've got like some cold rain around here but when the weather gets better and in the summertime and you know we get a get on a roof where we're having this issue and we're having to take a video i'll make like a tutorial video on it and just kind of show how we do it and all the things that we use um by no means is that the only way to do it but i would say it's probably the best way it's the best way that we've found we've tried many different ways just from going from things just trying it with our phone trying it with like actual cameras and audio setups and things like that and obviously certain things get into a lot more a lot more money than others it can be done with just you know a, a newer smartphone um maybe a little bit more difficult might take up a lot of space on your phone but um, it can be done that way. You know, new, obviously new smartphones have extremely good cameras and capabilities. So that's one way that it can be done. And we've tried it that way. And like right now we're doing it with actual cameras. But um, like I said, if you don't have the, the money or resources for that, then you can, you can use your phone. Um, and you can upload the video straight to YouTube from your phone. Um, so you can do it that way. And like I said, I, I will eventually make like a, I'll, I'll make a video on how we do everything, how we um, explain everything and how we show everything. And um, you'll just have to keep in mind that we normally will do it in a two person team. Um, we, we've had in the past where guys have done it by themselves and it's worked, but it is a lot more difficult. And especially the, the steeper the roof gets, it's a lot harder to do by yourself. You don't want to worry about trying to be safe and record and everything else. It's a lot easier if you have two people. Um, so we definitely will get into a tutorial video on that eventually whenever we have nicer weather and we are, it'll obviously have to be on one where we're already having to take the video anyway. We can't just, I guess we could go to a roof that was approved already and do it, but, um, more than likely we'll save it for one where we're already having to take the video anyway. And, um, and then kind of show you guys exactly how we do it, exactly how we're, we get ready for it and exactly how we're explaining every single step of the way, explaining the whole process and things like that. And I think it'll really help you guys. And I, I mean, I eventually want to post like tutorials on how we do a lot of stuff. I would love to, um, you know, show you guys just how we work up things and Xactimate, what we look for, um, you know, how we talk to adjusters, how we get over objections with the adjusters, how to know if the adjusters are telling the truth or not. And a lot of that, honestly, it, it comes from you guys. If I get a specific question from you guys about how, you know, if an adjuster is telling you something and you guys ask me like, is this the truth? Or, you know, is this guy telling the truth or how do I get around this or whatever? So, Please, if you do have questions, feel free to DM me. 
if you do have concerns, DM me. If you do have something that you want me to elaborate further on and go into more detail, DM me. I would love to, um, you know, go over that with you and help you as best as possible uh, that I can. If you have, I mean, anything at all, feel free. My DMs are open. I answer every single DM I get. Um, you can, you know, I have a private uh, Facebook page that I'm I'm starting. It's pretty small right now, but the more people that are in there, the more people that are asking questions, the more I can answer. But that's another place where I answer everything that's in there. I post all my videos and um, podcast episodes, everything in there. Uh, so feel free to join that. It's Pinnacle Consulting private group. Um, if you want an invite, let me know. And we also have a public group and an Instagram as well. So with all that, if you have a question on any of those things, let me know. Hit DM me on any any platform, any page. Um, and like I said, it can be a small question. It can be a huge question. It can, you know, if you're just wanting to talk about, if you're new in roofing, if you're new in insurance restoration, if you're new in both, and you're just wanting to talk about how we do things as a whole, because that's kind of another thing. I don't want to just talk about like supplementing and things like that. I want to help you with your business as a whole, how to set everything up um, to make it run smoothly as possible. Um, we have a pretty damn good system that goes pretty smoothly. I would say 99% of the time we do have some, uh, speed bumps here and there, but everybody does. I don't care how good you think you are. You're going to run into issues. So, but we can definitely help with just about every aspect of the business. And I want to help you as best as possible. So, like I said, even if you're just wanting to chat, um, I would eventually like to start doing like some just Facebook live videos where we can just kind of sit down and uh, just discuss things and get some knowledge out there and help people as much as possible. So um, like I said, if you're having any questions about that, if you want me to go into more detail about any of that, please let me know, DM me. I appreciate all you guys. Um, hope this video helped you. I hope that um, you can really find some good use for it. And like I said, hopefully soon um, we can get a tutorial video on, on how to do these videos the best way possible. And cause I know it's kind of, it's kind of hard to just explain how to do that, but it's pretty surface level, but I would rather, you know, get that surface level out there, get you thinking about it, maybe get you trying it. And if you've taken these videos or if you're going to go take a video, feel free to try and send me the video somehow or just like at least a little snippet of it. And I would be glad to watch it and tell you things that I would change if there's any sort of like wording or angles or anything that I think would be that might help you a little bit more. I would be more than happy to do that as well. So, um, yeah, with that being said, um, appreciate you guys. Hope you enjoyed. Hope you got a little bit of knowledge out of it and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks, guys.